Updating. I gotta have like a 40 ounce. I'm ignorant. Call me a hipster. Awesome, dude. She doesn't know that. I do community service, but I'll still buy my chicken. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Oh, yeah, you specified. <laughs> Welcome, Ben. It's episode 64. This is Dave. This is Ben. You're listening to the Hey My Man podcast again, episode 64. Wow, 64. It's crazy. Like, where did you come in at? 33? 30? Yeah, something like that. How's your week? You know what? It was pretty boring up until uh, I I ended up being off Friday and Saturday this week. And so I went and um, took the wife out two nights in a row. Whoa. Yeah. I went to. Um, I stopped into One Trick Pony. You've been there in nope. Lansing? No. Nope. You know what I'm talking about? The brewery? Oh, the, the microbrewery. Yeah. Off of <clears throat> no, I haven't actually. Off Because of it's over. <laughs> it's definitely, <laughs> trust me. It's no, I've, I've, uh, I haven't, I haven't been there, but when they did, uh, like a month or two ago, they did a big thing in the Northwest Indiana times about the microbrewery explosion. And I know they they mentioned them a few times around, uh, the holidays. My brother got myself and my wife, like a, these little like wooden tokens that constitute like a pint per token at one trick pony. Okay. And so we were, and oddly enough, we didn't even have them with us, but it made us think because we ended up going to a Japanese restaurant called Asian Harbor in Homewood, Illinois. Okay. Um, for some sushi, we had a, a formal dinner with uh, a couple of friends. And then after that we went to, uh, which uh, awesome place. If you like sushi, there's not, I, I don't really know any place beside like house of Kobe, which, you know, that has good sushi around here. I feel like I wouldn't know the difference between bad sushi and good sushi. Oh, you'll you definitely know bad sushi, but like middle of the road sushi, I guess. I like when the rice is hard or it's just not the freshness. Oh, okay. But this place actually, uh, they had they had everything, man. It was really good. But they had Thai food, Japanese food, and Chinese food. So like a complete Asian fusion. That's nice. So you can get whatever. But um, so we left there and we went to this uh, one trick pony, which is off of uh, Thornton Lansing Road in Lansing, Illinois. It's back in like a little industrial complex. The people we went with got there first. So I walked in and I saw them. And as I opened up the door, I'm like, oh, there they are. They're sitting at a table. They must be waiting for a seat inside the place. If it's 150 square foot. I, Whoa. Yeah. Literally, you walk in and the room is like, say, I'm just going to, we'll call it a rectangle for all intents and purposes. It's probably like, I don't know, 40 feet deep maybe 80 feet wide. Okay. And there's like a window cut out in the very, the back wall. And that's where the guy that serves is. It's just one dude wearing like a, uh, like a, a train conductor outfit. That what? was the weirdest scene ever. It almost the reminded me the end of, uh, um, uh, true detective. Like it was so creepy. There's a guy in the kitchen making flowers on everybody. <laughs> you know that, that this ain't your grand your, your grandfather's brew pub. This, yeah. This, what, this, this was your grandfather. So wait, there's a window. You, you go to get it at that window yeah. and then you go back and sit down. It's like yours. a hole cut in the wall. Like you'd see, um, like a cafeteria in a high school. There's a glory hole where you just get your, your beer. <laughs> no, it's like a guy sitting on a tall stool, an old dude. Okay. And he just like, you're just like, Hey, give me this. And he just like literally turns around on the stool and like fills it up and then hands I it back I kind of like that a lot though. It's so like, and it was St. Patrick's Day weekend, so we we assumed it's like, oh, never being there, I assumed the place was going to be a, a bigger like area. Yeah. And also, I figured it'd be like really hopping because you know just the date. Get it hopping. And there was nothing. There was nothing going. There was less than nothing going on in there. There was everybody there. I was the, well, not me, but my wife was the youngest person in there by I don't know. I mean, beside me, obviously. Mm. Uh, I don't know, 20 years. So see, this I mean, sounds like, like something this is like I'd a 60 be. year old. Yeah, and if you look around, it's like old furniture from like a like you'd see at a garage sale or like I'm, you know if your basement flooded. Dude, I'm liking this more. The more you talk about it, the more hipster it sounds. The more like it's so un. It's it's the anti hipster though because no. it's all old people. It's not trying to be like you know they were playing. No, but see that's that's you're missing the point. Like it's that is like. 
Remember that SNL skit? Bill Hader would, uh, I forget his name was like Stefan or something. I forget his name, but he would play like this super, like uh, he was like this gay hipster guy. And he would go like, you got to go to this new hidden club on the South Side. It's called like Boof or something. They always have like silly ass names. And he'd be like, there's there's a guy that looks like Mr. T at the door. You walk in, there's pink flamingos. Like just weird, you know, like just like what makes it hipster is that it's so like fucking random. The fact that you don't, oh, yeah. the fact that you don't get it. That's what makes it cool because you're not cool enough to get it. But there was nobody in. If it was like surrounded by a bunch of dudes with like big old beard, and this was literally like your parents' age people. There was nothing. Go- I've never been to a. <laughs> I more swear boring- to God, it sounds so awesome. We'll go there. We'll go there. <laughs> okay. Uh, because I still have all those tokens, and I don't think I'll ever be able to convince my wife to set foot back in the building. Understand? I, like I'm saying it. Like I'm being facetious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fact, like, I'm not like, oh, I want to go somewhere nobody knows. No, I like, like how you specify. I want you to see th- this for yourself. There is a part of me that goes like, see, that's how bone dry in Highland used to be to me. I used to go there, and there'd be no one there. That's where I found out about Three Floyds. They had, uh, I guess, Joni, the woman who runs it. Uh, she had Dreadnought, and I never had it before. I'd only, like I said, I just drank Coors Light or whatever, and I started drinking Dreadnought. Next thing you know, blinders off, the world was, was open. That was before it was over. It was still not over yet. Well, I would say this place, Ambiance uh, 1, uh, what would you call it? Like clientele, zero, beer, 10. I had this, the, dude, you, I had you a, could not describe a place I want to be at more. I, I, I tend to agree with you, but it's just so like, it's almost like everywhere you sit is a bad angle because your back is to the unknown. <laughs> like, I swear, I it's probably on purpose. Somebody so cool. may have, it, the, like I said, the villain and true detective <laughs> may work at this place. This is the kind of place he would work. He's like, come back here, little <laughs> man. Um, you like stout? And it has like a bathroom off of the, the it's basically in an industrial warehouse, like a sheet metal building that was set up for like to be a, like an auto mechanics garage. And they just put like a, you know, they, they rectangled off a, a front room. <laughs> you have to knock on the window. The password is bug fudder. I mean, you could literally reach if you stretched your arms out long enough or if you say you fell off your stool drunk, <laughs> you might fall into any single person in the room at one time. You might hit everybody. <laughs> <sighs> so what were you sitting on again? Did you have a? It was like a high bar stool, but everything is mismatched. Like I said, it's like Uncle John's. If, if Uncle John's Flea Market had a brewery called Uncle John's Flea Market, dude, tell me that's on purpose. I just love it. Oh yeah, it's definitely on purpose. I mean, it's just random. I, I just think they were like, hey, does anybody have any seats we can put so people can drink? In it was the like my, the first apartment I ever lived in. It's like, just, oh yeah, uh, oh my, I got my grandma's coffee table. There's like an old pinata up on the, you know, there's, there's a just milk weird random shit hanging around at the. You can get suspender, like giant train conductor suspenders that say one trick pony on them. <laughs> you can yes. get those? Yes. They have merch. Dude, you know what I'm talking about? That Bill Hader skit? This sounds no. exactly... I, don't, I didn't watch Saturday Night Live since I, Dana Carter. It sounds, exa- <laughs> it sounds exactly like it's really funny. It's just so like off the wall that like you wouldn't get it. Oh, it's perfect. I I felt like maybe I'm too old because I don't get what's going on here. Like, is this a cruel joke? Like now I'm so like I'm the fuddy duddy. But then I looked around, like I said, and every person had liver spots. I got good news. We're extending arts and crafts time by four hours today. My fingers hurt. What's that? My fingers hurt. Oh, well, oh. now your back's going to hurt because you just pull landscaping duty. Hmm. Anybody else's fingers hurt? Every person was just like, their faces were sad. When I really looked at them, like <laughs> at first I walked in, I was like, oh, this is all right. But then actually, as I zoned in on each, you know, singled in on each face, I was like, these are just stories that have, you know, just ended. With like, bad people, endings. Yeah, this is no good. And it looked like the oil painting of the hobo, like that's on the train. But I will tell you this. Like I said, I had a pale ale. I had one beer there before our wives ended up saying like, we need to get out of here. And uh, the best pale ale I've ever had Really? Oh, it was so good. good. So it wasn't like way over Hopton? Absolutely not. I'm sold. Yeah. One trick pony. I think you'd like it. And you know what? If you went there and brought a bomber and filled it up, you, it'd, be, it'd be on. You'd... But not a, I understand, not a place you want to take your wife out on a date I think night, that's though. the thing is like, you know, hey, you're, there's sort of like a, a trajectory on a date night. Right, you want to start off slow at dinner, and you want to work your way up. And if your wife's drinking, you're like, "I see, I like how this is." Yeah, moving. yeah. But then when you go there, it's like, "Yeah, I'm just let's just go home and go to bed." I just, I'm not feeling it anymore. Yeah, there's a trajectory that slightly goes up, and then 
eventually you end up eating spaghetti in your boxes, watching old mash DVDs while your wife's passed out. I, I feel like, or I don't know what you do. Like she, she would never. There'd be no way in hell she would ever go there with a girlfriend, or ever go there and like buy a gift certificate. Like would never. But you understand, like you're, you understand the the, the choir you're preaching to right now. What was I just saying I'll tell you last what, week? If there was a sign on the door that said "No girls allowed," it would be the coolest place on earth. <laughs> <laughs> the He-Man Woman Haters Club One Trick Pony. But what was I saying two weeks ago? I was like, dude, these hot chicks are walking in ordering stouts. It's it's throwing my equilibrium. Not off. here. It's cr- but that's the thing. But it would be like, imagine if you went in there and your mom was in there and she was talking beer education, not a twenty year old. If my mom was in One Trick Pony, she'd be preaching the gospel. Said, I'm in the name of Jesus, you be made whole by the power of God. I'm just saying, like, someone of your mom's age being a beer douchebag. That's what's... Because mm. there was a guy sitting behind us who was easily 60 years old. I don't want to talk to a dude that likes beer in that place either. And But the problem was he was so close to me. I could feel him talking on the back of my head. <laughs> Gross. That means your wife probably good too. Which, oh, yeah. They were like, gross. everyone was trying not to look at this guy in the eye. Everyone's like, yeah, we, we have a menu. We'll just figure it out on our own. Thanks for, thanks for the input. Because <laughs> step up to the hole, Shuddy. What can I get you to drink? Somebody brought up like a specific beer. And uh, he just like chimes in from his, t- he turns around like uh, Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. And he's like, <laughs> they don't have any of that next time. That's infused you know, with octopus. Yeah, it, it was just, it, it was like, dude, no one's asking you. Turn around. And I know he's just trying to be pretty, but like I said, you're on a tra- you're on a date. It's like, yeah. I don't want you skeeving the, my old lady out, dude, because right, I, right. I want to enjoy myself. Now I have to get up and go somewhere else. Like yeah. I have to leave this bar and go to a more hip, unique right, right, right. place because it's, this is just too strange. It's just too off the beaten path. Technically, Columbus hops are not that bitter. <laughs> <laughs> so we left from there. We went to uh, Danny Z's. Yeah. Monster. Yeah, I'm thinking about going there next week. Oh, and horrible. Well, I want to go because they're doing a, it's one of those St. Baldrick's. I want to see people get their head shaved and cheer them on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so when we went there, uh, like, again, it, it was pretty packed being at St. Patrick's weekend or prior to or whatever. We went there. We sat there for like 20 minutes, did not get served, got up and left. Yikes. Our waitress was drunk off her ass. Are you serious? Yeah, drunk off her ass. Like she was at the next table. Customer like, disservice. <laughs> I mean, I did everything short of like pulling her hair. I waved. I was like pounding my fist on the. Remember, like uh, when Kramer was trying to get Joe DiMaggio's attention. Nothing diverts his attention. Like I'm, uh, you know, I, like I'm sitting in there, you know. And uh, I start banging on the table, you know, to, uh, you know, so that he'll look up, you know, like I'm sitting there, you know, and I, you know, he wouldn't move. So then I started doing these yelping noises, like, yeah! Oh, he's banging on the table. I was doing that. I, we did everything. And like, she, in, in fact, she was like leaning on, she must, the table she was working uh, next to ours must have been friends of hers. Because they, were, she was having one of those drunk conversation where she's like less than six inches from the mouth of the person she's talking to. Oh no way! And we're like waving her, blah blah blah. We finally we just got up and left. I was like, this is ridiculous. When you're when the employees, and I understand it's St. Patrick's Day, but it's like John Taffer would not be putting up with this. Not at all. There's no way you don't you don't you don't get you don't get drunk while you're working in the bar. So we left there. My wife wanted a martini, so we unfortunately one trick pony doesn't have martinis. They're a one trick pony. So when we went there, we, <laughs> the guy shut the door. No martinis. <laughs> so we went to Danny's Ease and we didn't get drink, any drinks there. And then I, for whatever reason, it popped in my head that you were at Beer Geeks earlier in the day. I'm like, well, I doubt Beer Geeks has martinis. No. And in fact, I know they don't because they're Beer Geeks. No. But I'm like, you know what? We're right down the street or whatever. So we'll go there. And we she went there. She never gets her drink? What's that? She never got her martini? No. Oh. So we went there and uh, I've been there a couple times. It's... I don't know, like, it's, again, one of those places where it's, the the decor is literally like, you know that there's a back hall that leads to the bathrooms? If there was a staircase that led up to, like, you know, led upstairs to one of my buddy's parents' living rooms, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, I don't know, like, everybody's cool there. There was no, uh, everybody was super drunk. Like, the not the employees, but the... the Man, I'm telling it's, you. It's pretty... Uh, pretty uh, Dude, it's like the craft beer explosion is great and everybody's having this wonderful beer. But what you forget is 
you start going like, well, I'll go have a few beers. Dude, those few beers are <laughs> are going to knock your ass out, man. Anything they serve you in a glass, like a highball glass, any, like, you know, one of those, like, yeah, right away you're like, this is going to be a problem. I had That's a Russian Imperial Stout in one of those yesterday. Holy moly. Yeah? My God, dude, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't get, I, I think I had, I only had like three beers when I was there, but uh, I like how you specified. Yeah, I left feeling no pain. I was like, I, I had to like, I'm like, I got to chill out because I got, you know, I got stuff to do later that day. I just wanted to stop by for a few because my friends over at Wild Reels Brewery, uh, Dave and Tony, they're hoping to open their place up this summer in Griffith. They have one called Morning James. It's a coffee stout, and it's the first time they ever were selling it. You know, like for commercial purposes. So we went to celebrate. You so know, oh, they got be, a be, of it. first time they were on tap, like in a bar. So I had one of those, and then we ended up having a couple, a couple other things. Yeah, I got my wife a, uh, a chocolate cake. There, that was like a. Oh, did you have that? Chocolate is a, a cake porter. It's called. Yeah, it? I think so. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, she had it. And she was like, she was like, and with did every she rave drink, about it? it was no, so with good. every drink, she's like, I don't know. Yeah, you know what? I, I don't know. Like, it was, uh, she's like, definitely, it's a dessert. You couldn't drink like a six pack of them. I had one, and it probably took me, I don't know, easily, so 30, easily 30 minutes because I'm just like sipping it slowly. But it was, I've never, uh, I don't want to beer geek out this whole episode, but I've never had a, a beer that smelled so much like chocolate and tasted so much. Like it was, it was, it was fantastic. I had a, a Three Floyds beer the night before, I don't know, Ham on Rye. That was, a, by the way, that was a Noonan brew off of New Hampshire. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the guy at the window told me. Oh, <laughs> with a train whistle. Yeah. Uh, no, I had a I had a ham on rye. Have you had that yet? It's no. like a smoked flavor. It's makes. It I've had like, it. Yeah. I've had it once. Not a fan. I'm not gonna have it twice. Really? No, that's the three floors, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Why not? I don't want a beer that tastes like ham. Everybody was like, dude, it, it legitimately tastes like it ham. Does. I'm like, no, I know. That's why I don't want. <laughs> I don't know. It tastes like bacon. It's like salty. It's almost. Yeah, like, I didn't care. I mean, it, if I'm you a, say it tastes like ham, it sounds disgusting. But when I say it tastes like bacon, that sounds great. It does. Sound Think good. about that. The difference. Well, then I would need a beer that tastes like eggs and a beer that tastes like toast well, that, that, no, and a beer that tastes like coffee. That's crazy talk. That'd be like breakfast, uh, you know, brew combo. That's no, I've had it. It's impressive. Like I'm. It's amazing that they can do it. But if they made one that tastes like broccoli, I wouldn't want it either. A man must have a code. Got Stitcher? We're on it, so get it. Stitcher's an award-winning provider of news and talk radio for your mobile phone. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smart way to listen to radio. I was sitting at the uh, at Beer Geeks. I was thinking, I uh, my wife goes, you know, what do you think it's like when you turn the lights on in this place? It's got to be just depressing. It's never occurred. And I, I, I started thinking to myself, you know what would be a really funny bit? A bit called Best Job, Worst Job. And basically what that would entail was, what would be, beside the job that you have, if you like your job, what would be the best job you could have? I mean, that doesn't take any real education, just a, a regular. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> a regular run of the mill job. What would be the best job you could have? And what would be the worst job you could possibly have? Are we talking about enjoyment or money? I mean, whatever, however you, however you, uh, well, decide. whatever Leonardo DiCaprio was <laughs> in Wolf of Wall Street, that's the best job <laughs> for sure. But I think he had, he had to have an education for that. I'm talking about an entry, really. entry, le- entry level or, you know, some like self startup. What do you mean, not really? If you're not good at math, if you're not good at, uh, you have to go to college. He didn't get there because of education. He got there because of swindling. Yeah, but he's also, bi- I mean, he's obviously business savvy and he, it's not like, uh, well, you couldn't, you think you could do that kind of stuff now without any knowledge of. No, I couldn't do shit, man. I'm talking about like, uh, what about uh, Jonah? No, no, Hill's I didn't character. See the movie. I told you. Oh, well, he wasn't educated, I don't think. The whole point was, I was thinking like, I would love to be a barber. What a great job. You just sit around bullshit all day. Take your time, cut some hair. How hard is that? Mm. I mean, uh, uh, but the obvious part about people's dirty hair, yeah, and you know, that, which is super disgusting. A lot of touching. Um, I mean, you just hang back and you you just you know. I just think of barbershop as in like the movie barbershop with Ice Cube. Like how awesome of a job it would be to just go there and just cut up with people well, all that's day while best. you're cutting hair. Yeah, that's if I was gonna work in a barbershop, it'd have to be in the South Side of Chicago. It'd have to be one of those for <laughs> right. sure. I would never be in like a like a more sterile, you know what I mean? Like, like a, cost like cutters a, or hair cutters. Yeah, yeah, it would have to be like in a like where you know everyone that comes in. And then I thought in the 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 opposite of that would be the worst job which would be a bar back or a bartender. You know, because at the end of the night it would almost be like every night would be the end of uh Dazed and Confused. You know, the party's over, the lights <laughs> yeah. are on, it's just depressing. 
everyone's gone home. It's yeah, like, there's but, that but awful then every feeling. night we started over again, and it's like, all right, we're happening, everything's happening. But at the end of the night, again, you're kicking out the drunk guys. You're 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 making people leave. They've got nowhere else to go, and you're like, hey, you know what? Your party doesn't have to end, but you know you can't stay. I here. wonder if it's even uh, worse. Because you're sober, so everyone yeah. else has this party atmosphere, and you're just like, oh, just like yesterday, fellas. Right. Get in the car <laughs> again. Well, just think about, like, you know, a bar or any room or anything that's decorated for a wedding or, like, really done up. And then when you strip all that away and it's just a room again. You know what I mean? When you turn the lights on yeah. in a beer geeks and, and the red, you know, leader lights are no longer there and it's just a room. It's yeah. like, there's nothing to this anymore. It's just depressing. You know why else I'd be a horrible bartender is because I talk way too much. People want people want to, they want you to get the beer, give it to them. You say a few comments here and there, but you let them do all the talking. You go, oh, that's a good point, you know? You would be a good hotel bartender. Yeah? You know, like the traveling salesman comes there and he's by himself, so why not talk to you have But... You know what I mean? The single yeah. If people want to shoot the shit, that's that's where I'd be good at. You you wouldn't work good at like a club. Oh no, no! <laughs> you had to really rock because I would hate every son of a bitch that wanted a drink. <laughs> right. Be like, hey, three Red Bull and vodkas. Fuck yourself. Right. <laughs> it's never gonna happen. Yeah. No. I, that's why uh, I just feel like. I mean, could you think of something personally for you? Like off the bat, boom! Like this would be the best job to have. Best job ever. Well, if again, with attainable that you could walk into right now. I mean, obviously, a barber, you probably couldn't, but something of that that level. Well, I'm going to say one of the dumbest things I've ever said in the history of my mouth, but no, okay, no education. Perfect for me. I would like to just uh, be something where, this is where I'm going to sound super old and cranky. I want to mow lawns or deliver mail. And here's why both those jobs are like, well, yeah, hell yeah, you can get a job. Like every, every junkie I know can mow lawns, <laughs> but I like to be left alone. Now, when I talk a lot when I'm here, but there's a great portion of my day where I just don't, I don't want any input coming in. You know what I mean? So when you're mowing lawns or like I've done roofs before where I had a good time, uh, siding, just any shit like that. I don't enjoy that work, but I like the, I get to turn that portion of my brain off. You know what I mean? I just get to sense. go. That's why I actually like really love mowing the lawn. Cause even if I, you know, if I put a podcast on or something, I'm just, the only thing that's going is just, I'm just pushing this thing. It's almost like you're sleeping while you're still awake. You get to just put that, uh, that some, some, I've met some, I used to work with a guy at Whole Foods that I used to say, uh, it looked like there was like a screensaver going on just in front of his, just in front of his eyeballs. It's a like, serial you know, killer. Just bouncing. Ding, 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 like that. Uh, I like to do that on occasion. I like to just shut my, you know, I think I have a moderate to severe ADD. So like moderate I like, to I, severe. I like to, well, mild to moderate. Yeah. I like to just shut off and do so. I, I would, I would, I want to say landscaper. I, I want to say delivering mail, being like a post office guy. But I feel like I would, I would phase out and I would screw up and I'd give the wrong people the mail. That's too smart of a job for me. Even <laughs> I need something even dumber like that. Here, here it is. Dream job for a dumb person like me. Those, those, those like how they hire homeless people to take those flyers and go door to door and just stick one right in the guardrail. That's what I want to do. Like, but. We're talking about I can still pay my bills and stuff, right? Like money. Yeah. Okay. Because dream job, I just want to walk, stick something in a rail. I would say this situation, you would be you would be single and no kids. It would just be the job of like you know. Well, you, if somebody would marry, a <laughs> bed and uh, and bear a child for someone who just goes door to door and sticks up flyers, and he has promotional flyers for like a roofing company. Yeah, there's no way that child should ever make it to uh, <laughs> yeah. fruition. You'd be surprised. But what's what's the uh, worst job? Oh gosh, worst job right? I don't know, dude. They're all pretty bad. Other than walking door to door, sticking a flyer, and it's the same all job. Pretty bad. So your best job, <laughs> to be fair, this yeah, it is also the shittiest job ever. Um, you totally missed the point of the bit, but it, no, I think I think um, shittiest job ever would be some job where I would have to deal with women between the ages of eighteen and twenty five. Whatever that job may, it may even be back to bartender. And here's why: because once I hit thirty, I don't have anything to talk about with a woman eighteen to twenty-five, other than like them being in magazines or anything. Other than anything sexual, I have nothing. They have nothing to offer me. I have nothing to offer them. So if I had to be like Al Bundy, like shoe salesman for people that come in, like, what do you think of these white ones? I would be like, I'm, I'm just gonna stab you. I'm gonna stab you in the neck with this high heel shoe. That that would be the worst job: selling shoes to rich. 
uh, women of that age. This week, um, one of the podcasts I listened to, the Pete and Sebastian show, and one of the funny things that I, one of the things that I was laughing about this week was they were talking about cell phone etiquette, and Pete, who is more like you normally, and Sebastian, who is more like me, were arguing because Pete was saying, "Hey, I found out that you know you were um, put up to win this award, which funniest club comic, and so I sent you a text." And said, hey, congratulations, and you never responded to my text. Mm. And so he was saying, like, hey, you know, throughout our friendship or whatever, I've tried to to say nice things and you never <laughs> you, you never respond. So I don't know where you're you know, where you're coming from or whatnot. <clears throat> now, Pete lives uh in New York and Sebastian lives in LA, so they do their podcast via Skype. Yeah. So although they're friends, they're never in the same place. So most of their the time they talk is probably right before they go on and they do some tw- A lot of people are doing that now. So I thought to myself, well, you know what? It's interesting because I have the same complaint with Ben. Uh, li- just listen to this for a minute and uh, tell me when we come back, I'll, I'll continue with what we're talking about. I'm excited. I can't say I'm not excited. I'm just saying, and, and I'm going to get into this text message that you sent, which we, we got to get into this. Yeah, like, no, I'm done. I'm done. I'm seriously done. But continue. Now, for the... For- for the, for the listeners, Pete and I, uh, over the last three or four days, I don't know. I don't know if you want to say it was like an argument or or a disagreement or I don't know what it was. But I'm gonna take you through the texts that Pete sent me. Pete sent some photos of the Night Stalker, the Rock, uh, his room, and in between some of these pictures and and. The listeners could relate. When you get a lot of photos, uh, sometimes, you know, the photos take up so much space that some of the text messages get lost in between. So in the midst of these photos and whatnot, as what, and, and when the photos were coming in, I was actually downloading the photos and up or uploading them to the Facebook page. So I was in the midst of doing, you know, these photos and posting them. Uh, Pete had congratulated me on the nomination and I uh, didn't respond to the to the congratulations because it literally got lost in the thing. And the the last text I saw was don't commit the crime if you can't do the time based on your your room and how small it was. I said, wow, what a month you in Miami. And then I. Radio silence from Pete until Saturday, 5.08 p.m. I get, bro, I'm honestly not mad, so don't misunderstand me. But for someone who always preaches right and wrong, when someone congratulates you three times, no less, people text back, thanks. Whatever, though, I'm done trying. We'll just cast and leave it at that. You know... I don't know that sensitive is the right word. I'm I one think of, it is. I'm one of these people that don't, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I guess I'm an outgoing guy. I'm a friendly guy. But at the end of the day, I can count literally on, on, on ten fingers the people that really, you know, matter to me in any capacity in life. So when I start to put you in that one of those fingers... And then I start to feel that all right, I'm not on the t- on the fingers back. Then I then you're off the fingers. So I have the same complaint with Ben, where uh, I'll text him, and I may not hear back. It, I whether I call him, whether I text him, whether I use Voxer, any type of communication with Ben, <laughs> he may answer one of the questions I ask him. He may not answer any question I've asked him. He may tell me he's going to get back to me, or. He may be literally going back and forth on Voxer, which is like a voice over IP, uh, like texting thing, but you do it with your voice, kind of like a Nextel. Um, and we'd be in the middle of a back and forth, and then he's nowhere to be found for 12 hours. And then all of a sudden he <laughs> Don't exaggerate. Back. 12 hours? I'm telling you. There's times know. where I'm like, and I like constant updates. Like, for example. Yeah, I know. I asked you if you <laughs> if you guys uh, wanted to go out, you and your wife wanted to go out. Yeah. And you're like, hey, I don't know. We need to find out if we have a sitter. I'm like, cool, let me know because we were going to buy tickets to go to uh, a comedy performance. 
and time goes on and time goes on and it's like, well, now we're a day away and nothing, nothing. And I, like I said, first thing you asked me, is me like, on Thursday, right? For Saturday, for Saturday, right? Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I'm always stuck in that thing. I'm like, I know maybe he forgot, maybe he didn't forget, maybe they're still waiting to hear. But I, I guess I kind of expect like a hey, haven't heard yet. I'll let you know, you know, blah 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 blah. Mm. But I don't know. And I'm also having another couple that we were. Uh, uh, going to invite as well. So I'm trying to orchestrate. Well, if Ben backs out, because I was going to buy all the tickets up front, just like, you know, I was like going to pay you in pennies. <laughs> but I, like I said, that is just one of many examples where it's like, I just, you never know where you're at. <laughs> and not just with you, with any, what's the texting etiquette? I mean, I own, I, I, I'd rather talk on the phone because I can ask you everything I need to ask you. And then we're done with texting. It's almost like, Hey, something else came up. I text you here. And all of a sudden, I it's don't, very peaceful I'm not conversation. Just not, I'm not necessarily talking about you now. I'm just saying in general, when I text somebody, the whole purpose is, is that they'll get to it when they get to it. But once you engage in a text response, so I text you, hey, Ben, what's going on? You text mm. me back, nothing, what's up? And then I text you back, hey, uh, are you busy tomorrow or what's going on? And then you just never reply. Or you reply eight hours later. I'm like, what? <laughs> what why did you decide? Like, you know what? I'm not into this conversation well, anymore. A couple things. I can't wait. Who does that work with? Do you have anybody that My you're wife, able that you're able to much. communicate that much with? My wife effectively, where they reciprocate as much, like communication with me personally. <laughs> yeah, oh. like who do you contact that much per day? That like they're, every time they're like, yeah, I got you. My wife is the only person, right? Well, okay, well, well, my thing is, I I see messages all the time. But from me, we're talking dude, about this is between me and you. Yeah, yeah between okay. me and you. <laughs> I, I, I see them and I respond when I can, but I'm I'm not exaggerating when I'm saying I look forward to taking a dump in the morning because right. maybe, just maybe, I'll have four to, to six minutes, depending on if I wrote my phone or not, um, where where I don't I'm not needed by you know what I mean? Right. By somebody or something. So it's just like, I'm always getting posts. I'll be like, oh, uh, Dave said this. Okay. And it's kind of like, put a pin in that. Come back to right. it later. Like when you, when you get a chance, look at that, that link he sent you. Or like, uh, we're trying to do this for the podcast. Like we're trying to make a list. So we'll look at that and I'll just go like, okay, mental note. But then it's like, oh, I got to finish doing these floors. I got to paint. Why my kids do my it at the time? Cause I don't have time. That's you the, that's the point. If I had time, I would. If I had time, I would drive over to your house and I'd be like, "Let's hammer this out. Let's well, talk about well, what we're that doing." That brings up a good topic because people always say, like, for example, um, you know, I'll make like the a, a funny picture for an episode where I'll put your face on something or my face on something, yeah. and I'll get somebody that's like less computer savvy or whatever. No, not, I mean, there's people that Photoshop way better than me. I know that, but they'll go, "Man, I mean, you you got all kind of time on here. I'm so busy." It's like, let me say this. You make time for the things that are important to you. True. So when somebody says, I don't have time for that, it just means that that's not important to you. Unless they have a two and a one-year-old. I have a two and a nine-year-old. Your kid watches bubble gum because the other one makes his own bed and dinner or whatever. There's no way. But I I had to get them to that point. There were times where they didn't do that. And I I made it so that that could be the case for myself. I don't know, man. And, And what I'm saying is, so like if someone's like, you know, I was like, hey, I was editing some audio or something that would be cool to work on the podcast next week. And people were like, oh, you did that this morning? Like, man, I don't understand how you could find time with all the other stuff that needs to get done. None of the other stuff matters to me. So wow. when, when other people are folding laundry and doing these kind of things, I'm on my computer editing. Uh, you know, I'll agree with you with you do make time for the things that, that you really want to do. That's true. But I think that most of the time I'm at a point where it's not even like, it's not like here's my bowl of here's my pizza of time. I'm going to cut up slices for what I want. It's the whole pizza is, is necessary for you know what I mean. Yeah, but if I told you, hey Ben, I need you to read this article so we could talk about it on the podcast. If you say, hey, shoot me some ideas of what we're going to talk about, and I say read this article, and then three days later you come here, I'm like, hey, did you read that article? And you're like, no. <laughs> to me, that means it wasn't important to you. Well, you just didn't bother to do it. No, because I did look up some stuff. Okay, but you looked up stuff. You took the time to look up stuff. But the thing I asked you to look up. And I'm I'm just giving it. Well, don't you notice people sort of glaze over and tune out when the when the over communication is had? Apparently, no. I, well, yeah, for you, sure. I realize that about you when now. You, when when your wife will say so when your I'm wife like, will say eight times to you like, hey, um, uh, hey, did you did you take the trash out? Did you take the? I don't have that because like, I'm I'm not a dummy. I do. Okay, but like by the third time someone like mentions it, 
you're not even like, but if you don't respond, like if I said, Hey, can you, you want to read this article and I don't get a response from you? I'm assuming that I need to tell you again because I don't know that you understood. So I guess the point is, is like, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I was never like a big text person, but my wife, because of really it came down to those emojicons or whatever. That's what really set her off into the textosphere. So, Oh, I hate it for the iPhones. Yeah. I hate those things. So she became, she got really into texting instead of talking. I don't need to see a picture of uh, a pair of lips or, or whatever. Like, Oh, I'm having a good day. And this shows like a thing of sunshine and like a kite. Well, don't you feel like you, I mean, so much is lost in text that you could like true the the way somebody, that's That's why why I like Voxer. Right. Because you could tell by the tone of somebody's voice with Voxer, you, with the text, you can sort of like you're. You're you're more of a captive audience with Voxer, right? You can't just sort of read it. It's like instant instant communication. Why, why do you think I want to walk door to door and stick fucking flyers in rails so I get left alone? And it's not, I like communicating with you, and it's good. Are and you sure? Nece- and it's necessary. We need to do it. But like, dude, I'm wearing fucking pajama pants. I saw. I have not worn it's pajama like 23 pants. Twenty three degrees, and you're wearing like like the th- like thin cotton pajama <laughs> pants. I have not worn pajama pants out of my house. I don't think. I don't think I ever have. That's where we're at, though, now? I'm giving up. I've given oh, up on okay. society. It's not that we're that close. It's that you just don't give a shit. Oh, no. It's not that I'm... Well, I thought about, like, I'm going... Should I put... And I was like, I can't do it. I've given up <laughs> on society. I'm like the people that... The mutants that walk around Ultra with, like, seven kids in tow and, like, several carts, and they're all wearing, like, pajama pants with little... Like, like SpongeBob. Like, red hot chili peppers right. on them, Sponge, a Tabasco sauce <laughs> logos. And I look at those people, and I just go... Ugh, and I start... I start I can see them so clearly from up on Mount Pius. I'm just judging the <laughs> shit out of them. Well, I became that person today. I was like, yeah, I, don't I, even, I was like, I don't even have time to to, to get ready for Dave. So I'm you go- do have the time. What I'm saying is, you did not feel it important enough to dress up for me. That's fine, but it is what it is. You could have taken the extra no. five minutes to put some pants on. Well, what time did I make it here? Nine thirty. Like five. Nine, like yeah, at five. I would have been here nine thirty eight. If I had to find pants, I got to be clean. Well, we sat around and argued if you read the articles I asked you to read anyway. So <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, I've fucking given up, man. One of the, one of the many projects that I do in my wasted life in, in the time that I have that people think I have too much time uh, you got a lot I one of the other one of the other podcasts I listen to when I'm doing nothing is uh Paul Verzi the Verzi effect yes. podcast yes. you know he calls it show by the way yes he calls it, it the Verzi effect podcast show yeah, doesn't it seem like a little like you could chop off that stuff of the show it's just a podcast yes okay. uh so I listened to uh Paul Verzi's podcast and this week he, he right, currently he's on tour of uh like a bunch of uh different provinces in Canada with Bill Burr. And uh, so they're like doing, they're jumping back and forth week to week on each other's podcasts. It's really good too. Yeah. The, the two week, of them are, are awesome. This together. week they're, they have a conversation about dude. He's able to just, he's able to just in conversation, ramble off stuff that just sounds like rehearsed like bits. Who, he, Bill? He, yeah. He's just, just speaking wise. He's just one of the funniest, funniest people ever. So while uh, while they're talking or whatever, they get on this. They start making each other laugh. They're doing this bit where uh, they're talking about if the if if the Colise- back in the Coliseum days there was a sports center. They're basically uh, they're riffing back and forth. So I decided uh, it would be funny to put audio to this. So I don't really have a name for this bit, but you'll probably see more of it. It's probably like time spent wasted by Dave. Uh, so let me take you to, uh, this is a bit where, like I said, Paul and Bill are talking about um, the Coliseum and uh, what it would sound like if, you know, the, during the Gladiator days, if it was televised and there was a, like a highlight show um, in the days of the Coliseum a la uh, Sports Center. So uh, check this out. Here come the Lions. The Lions versus the Christians. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> Uh, the LT of their era was like a fucking Bengal tiger. <laughs> I played a different type of game than I th- think that they were used to that I uh, brought something different to the table that uh, maybe hadn't been seen in a while around here. <laughs> and then, then the shitty backup was just quarterback who couldn't fucking throw it all. That was like everybody who went up against him. That was my answer to everything. 
If you don't know what you're doing, just rush the quarterback. How nuts was that, that you'd be fighting and all of a sudden they would be like, release it, and this fucking lion would come at you. Dude, dude. they would pop up, they'd pop up like they didn't know where it was. Yeah, like the, like the tiger didn't have uh, enough advantages. Well, you know what happened was after a while, what happened was it probably got boring. If you, can, if you go there enough times, like that Maple Leafs game we went to, that should have yeah. been exciting to me because I was at a Maple Leafs game just to be there legendary city and, and franchise and all that. Yeah. But because I had been there before, I wanted to see a good game, and it wasn't a good game. And I bet that happened in the Coliseum, where after a while, eh, it was boring, you know, just fucking... He ripped his head off. Ripped and his head off. Yeah. Killed him real quick. Got yeah. him cry out. So then they had to add, like, other shit. Like, let's have people fucking get tortured a little bit, and then, uh, where is he? Where is he? Oh, he's behind you. Oh, dude, how great would a sketch be if they had an ESPN for the Coliseum? Today, Jacques got a roll. <laughs> Jacques got a roll. Yeah. And then you see the guys afterward, he's all mauled going, you know, I, I take this loss on myself, you know. I just didn't get it done out there. I thought, uh, thought we had some opportunities in the first six seconds that we could have taken advantage of. I'm happy Caesar put his thumb up, yeah. you know. <laughs> he had every opportunity to sit down, you know, my wife. <laughs> I'm going to make sure he doesn't regret that. He doesn't regret that decision. <laughs> I'm thankful to Caesar. I'm going to make him not regret that. That's great. What do you think about the fans? The fans were out cheering for your death. What do you What do you think about that? My I wasn't on my A game. You know, the lion almost caught my arm, and they were going. To... <laughs> you know, fans are great here. Fans are great here. <laughs> fans are the world. Well, some horrible shit that. went on in that place, man. Dude, best all time. These together. Yeah. I mean, I love them both, you know, apart. But currently, as 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 it goes nowadays, I. I yeah. No, they're 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 hilarious together. I mean, that was a, a, just a rift bit. Yeah. I mean, they just started talking. When, as soon as he started doing like his impersonation of like post game interviews, we were like, ah, he had every opportunity to just to. Uh, I remember listening to that at, at work and just dying, man. I thought it was hilarious. And you, you're uh. Your your ESPN drops and shit make it sound perfect. That's the thing is like, it's a testament to these guys that you know they're they're not worried about the production side of it, um, and it's just that that's how good they are. And I mean, obviously, it sounds a lot. I I appreciate the the sounds in in the background or whatever. Yeah. It's unnecessary, but I mean, man, it just really makes it pop. It's almost like when you get a tattoo and they put like a funky color in there and it brings out the other colors. It's yeah. like. You realize how talented these guys are because it's just like two guys sitting and bullshitting, just like me and you, but such a, I mean, just a just a crazy level. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like they're they're rehearsed at speaking. You know, it's like when when I talk, I say a, or whatever a lot. I say a lot of like dumb shit. I don't think they do the editing that you do. I don't think they do any. Right. I think they just that's just how they speak, and it's always um you can just tell they speak they're for public, living. Right. Like they're able to to paint. You know, uh, scenes with words. And uh, yeah, I remember listening to that this, this week and just, just laughing my ass off. Well, I notice there. a lot of like, when I go back and listen to our show or even edit our show, there's a lot of, uh, it's almost like false starts when we're talking, like where I start saying one thing and then I want to change it. And it's like, it's almost like when you're erasing something on a paper and you restart yeah. the sentence over, but you're doing that verbally and it's it's not smooth. It's not like you said, it's not as polished. You don't notice you do it too until you hear yourself. Like when I listen to the show, when you, when you hear yourself back, you go, that you probably could have sound less ignorant if you know if you gave it a try. You probably could have sound less. Let me stupid. tell you. By the time you hear the show, if you're still saying that, right? Because I've done hours and hours of editing. <laughs> right. It's right. pretty much a lost cause. Mm-hmm. Imagine how stupid you sound before I edit it. I took those goddamn pennies the other day. I went after work. I stopped at a bank by my house, and uh, I brought this bag of they're rolled you know you saw the right. picture they're rolled and i and i was carrying it and before i even got to that situation like oh do i pick the ugly teller do i pick the younger one which is gonna be more embarrassed i was less embarrassed because it was rolled up well i got intercepted this manager comes up to me just saw me walk through the door and like cut me off like i was trying to sneak backstage to like a in sync concert you know what i mean she's like whoa, whoa 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 she goes are those rolled up it's in a it's in a transparent bag right. with transparent rolling. Seems like a redundant. Yeah. No. No. I just I do this weird gravity thing where I put them all in a bag and I'm able to hold it just right so they stack in 500 fucking towers. You idiot. No. Yeah. Of course they're rolled up. She's like, 
oh, we can't take them. We can't take them rolled up. And I'm thinking like, yeah, you can. It makes it easy for you. Look, are you just, are you going one, two, three? It'd be super easy. Yeah. She's like, you can, you can go ahead over there if you want. You can stay here and you can cut them open. And dump them into the machine. I was like, oh, thanks for saying you can cut these. Right. I know I can. Don't you work for me? As a matter of fact, I can sit in my trunk and do that if I have a flashlight. Right. Yeah, I know I can cut them up and put them in a bag. But she wanted me to cut them up. And I was like, are you, are you serious? And she's like, yeah, you know, you, you, you're welcome to stay here and do it. Like, like I would want to, you know what I mean? Like I would want to do that. I should. I, I should have done you it. Do it since you work at the bank, right? The point is, I don't want to cut it open. What are you doing today? What are you? What's your job? So I'm going to cut them open so they can put them in this machine and then wrap them up with the machine. You know, that's what I should have done. I should have went and like, got lunch and like put a little speaker on my phone, like an external speaker. I should like taken up a whole co- like section of their of their bank and just be like, I'm going to do. It. I'm going to cut them open now, but I'm going to. This is gonna be my space. You're watching your your uh, you're watching your phone. One of your, uh, your TV shows. Yeah, I'm watching HBO. You guys got Wi-Fi? <laughs> I'm trying to catch up on girls, right. you know. But uh, so, anyways, I left. I didn't. So that bag is still a burden to me. <laughs> you can't laugh. <laughs> you, you had to wait. What happened to the part where he's like, news, news, the other part of it, that one's good That's too. on there, but it's too long. Uh, this caught my eye, man, because you've always been on the Lindsay Lohan uh, tip. Yeah, you've been on the Lindsay Lohan tip since uh, the remake of, of Herbie or whatever the hell movies, Disney movies she made. But you've always been pretty much on front street about how much you love Lindsay yes. Lohan. Post, pre, all of it. It's over now, though. It is? Yeah, Why? it's over. Uh, I, I got a glimpse Just of that, that Oprah show. The uh, her show yeah. on the Oprah Network, a oh, docu series, if yeah, you will. Yeah. I guess when you really pull the curtain back and like you know, if you see a still frame picture of her partying and she's like, she looks kind of like a wreck, cause, and you're like, well, I mean, she's been doing coke all night, or she's been. So I get, I, yeah. but then when you really see her walking and talking in everyday life, it's like, no, I'm, I'm out. The curtain is pulled back yeah. just too much. Yeah, no, no good. Well, then as a tribute to your long lost love for Lindsay Lohan. Uh, she had a sex list. She made a list. This is, of course, everything is alleged because I don't. But this is I don't her speak to her. It. This apparently she had a list. She wrote, um, and it got leaked to In Touch and TMZ and blah blah blah. She wrote a list of be- of people that she had sex with, basically, and it is a rather lengthy list. There's there's twenty uh, there's thirty six slots on here that she's written down, and um, many of them are blurred out. I don't know if they're because they're, I guess celebrities don't count as real people or if they're huge names right. that, I don't know. They've been redacted for the purposes of, uh, I don't know why they would do that. Why would you just, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe those are people she's afraid or be litigious or they're married or like, you know, there's some sort of, uh, well, a lot of these people that would be blowback. I don't know why, like it'd be okay to say it about one and not about this, the other. Are we going to play like the John Mayer game? This is like the John Mayer game. Last What's week, this one called? last week we played, uh, we, we played, did John Mayer f- her? This week, it's going to be, uh, did he f- Lindsay Lohan? All right. Okay, so I'm not going to give you a ton of them, but I'm going to get, like I said, I'll give you some of the ones that stood out to me. So I'll give you a name, and you tell me, yeah, your name. I bet you already know some. All right. Because I know you follow her pretty I closely. Do, I, but I don't, I don't like to know that kind of stuff about But her. I'm going to throw you a softball. Wilmer Valderrama. Yes. Only yes. because you said it was a softball. It was, you know, can you really lead, load me up any easier? Well, I'm going to throw you another right. softball. Jake Gyllenhaal. Now you're trying to trick me. No. Mental warfare. She did not F Jake Gyllenhaal. Ashton Kutcher. No. I don't believe she did. I made that part up. <laughs> uh, Heath Ledger. You know what? I knew you were going to throw that one in there. I'm going to say no. She says she did bang Heath Ledger. Yeah? That's what she says. Just what she says. Uh, Adam Levine. God, I hope not. No. She says she did. Ugh. She's stating that she did try to get it on. Toby Maguire. Yes. I, no, I wrote ugh. that. I put that one in there because I watched Spider-Man today earlier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harry Styles from One Direction of Taylor Swift fame. Yes. Nope. Man. You should know going, more about where down. about where down. her red-headed carpet has been, man. Justin Timberlake. No. She says she did. She's, you... <laughs> this is you know a lot more about John Mayer's yeah, John Mayer's Wang than you do with Lindsay Lohan. Uh okay, uh couple Colin Farrell. 
Most of these I'm saying no to because I just hope it's not. But <laughs> you just don't want to. I don't like these people. Uh, no, she says she did. <laughs> now you're just going straight. You, I'm serious. You've given up the fake ones and you're just going. There's no. No, more Toby Maguire was fake. Harry right. Styles was fake. Um, Mark Paul Paul Gosselier. <laughs> no, <laughs> Zach from Say What No, no. I made that one up too because I, I like that show. Uh, Zach Efron. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. He's in pretty good shape. Yes. He's a good looking man. Uh, yeah, she's saying she did. So I don't know what your batting average is. Not yeah. as good as John Mayer's, but yeah. So I the, think it was probably 50-50 on that. The notable ones that she did admit to were Wilmer Valderrama. Everybody kind of knew that. Uh, Justin Timberlake, Zac Efron, Heath Ledger, Adam Levine, Colin Farrell, and much, what? much. And there was a bunch of them that I didn't know who they were, so I didn't, I didn't write them down. Why is she uh, coming out with this list? Who asked for it? I don't know who asked for anything about her. She just stuff just comes out. I think it, it's probably it got leaked. Oh, I don't know how it got leaked. Probably because she's got a series coming out, yeah. so she needs to stir up a little bit of, you know. Maybe, maybe they'll think she'll be she'll be talking about some of that. On she's her trying series. to drum up some cooter concern, <laughs> so she put out this list to make sure. So uh, that's it in Lindsay Lohan news. That's all I have what about your got? strange lover. Um, Seinfeld, Wayne Knight. Dude, I can't, I can't even kind of keep a straight face with that song going on. That is the, the best falsetto I could think of. Seinfeld star Wayne Knight sadly uh, passed away this week. No shit. Said the internet, but, oh. but it was a hoax. Apparently he's alive and well, but uh, it hit a couple of those. Vincent D'Onofrio, you are not alone. <laughs> Apparently it hit a couple of those, I don't know, rumor, rumor you know mill websites. I mean, I, I floated one. Who was the one I floated one about? For people that don't know who that is, that's a Newman. Newman. Who, who's, remember I floated one a couple of months ago about somebody, and I said... Oh, you tried to say somebody was dead, yeah. yeah. A little bit after Paul Walker. It, 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 it was around the time that Paul Walker died. It, it, was, it was Jimmy Walker. I tried to say that Jimmy mm-hmm. Walker. I, yeah, I tried to make a confusion. I'm like, oh, that was, you know, that's the thing. It was Jimmy Walker I would remember if died. you said J.J. Walker was dead. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh God! But anyway, uh, I know there's been a Vincent D'Onofrio that supposedly died, and I think I put I, I tried to float a Randy Quaid dying story a couple of years back. Um, so I, I'm in on this. What do you think makes a successful fake death story? The fact that you're a, a, like at a kind of an obscure, like what makes it more believable? Yeah, like how do you how do these people go about picking a celebrity to to kill off? Dude, with with the internet, you you can pick anybody. You can't pick a extreme top like you can't, you can't be like, like Alec Baldwin you can't like say yeah Julia Roberts like died in her own vomit this week you can't do that because you, you know it'd be trending immediately Wayne Knight might not be trending if it happened he started to I guess I never saw it on Twitter but apparently he started uh, trending because of that but yeah you have to find someone who people know who they are but but not not popular enough to where you can fact check right. real quickly. He'd be like, I don't know. Is he, how do we get a hold of Wayne Knight? You, if you, had, a, uh, if you had like a six to 12 hour lag in fact checking, you would just pass it along as real news. And by the time, the, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to dig and find my out. My thing is you have to do it when David tells asleep because otherwise David tell announces every day who, what celebrity dies on his Facebook page. Oh, he does. That's how I find out who dies. And then doesn't he find out via one of these websites? I don't know. I think he has a direct link to, uh, to God. <laughs> he's, he's got Wayne Knight's He is uh, one of the chosen people. Number. He got Wayne Knight's. Uh, yeah. When, when Peter Falk died, he was like, wait a minute. I got to check with David tell. Uh, I read on the internet that science declared the funniest joke in the world. Now, of course, it's all um, it's all subjective and that kind of thing. It's, it's due to perspectives. But what they did was they basically uh, let me find the website that this was CNET, oh, CNET blogger Chris. I'm not even gonna try Matt Sitchik. Samir not gonna work here anymore anyway. <laughs> they basically polled like a million people, and this was the joke that got. The most people said, "Yeah, I like that one the best." This is a funny. You want to hear it? Obviously, I'm I mean, otherwise, what, what's the point of that you're telling me the story? I want you to guess. Okay, you're gonna if, give me a couple I want you jokes, to guess and I'm gonna if, tell you which one was the funniest. I want you to guess if whoever wrote this slept with Lindsay Lohan. All right, <laughs> all right. 
prepare to either have a strong opinion on the best joke in the world or become, look at this face i'm ready to laugh i know i can tell i get well i'm real quick i didn't write this joke all right but this <laughs> this is the winner two hunters are out in the woods when one of them collapses he's not breathing and his eyes are glazed so his friends call or his friend calls 911 my friend is dead what should i do the operator replies calm down sir i can help first make sure that he's dead there's a silence, then a loud bang. Back on the phone, the guy says, okay, now what? That was the funniest joke of the whole world. I don't... Hold know, on, you guys. He's on the floor. He can't speak. He's is got, this based on some sort of like uh, mathematical algorithm? This is based on... Where the heck are Like where they say like people like, like guys like women that are symmetrical? Well, you know how every single thing that's factual and 100% correct in the world comes from Huffington Post? <laughs> Well, this is another case of that. Uh, British researcher Richard Wiseman. Oh, that's why. It's worked funny hard, in Great Britain. Worked hard to understand the core of humor. His story is told in a new book by Scott Weems, Ha, The Science of When We Laugh and Why. Well, they basically polled. Here we go. Uh, blah, 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 asking one, one million people um, about anything. Say so they asked one million people, and this was the winner <laughs> out of all of them. I believe that. Uh, I just know that you write so many funny jokes on Twitter. Fuck you. That I thought that, <laughs> that I thought that you would want to see how your are Stuber Dave Inc. At Stuber Dave Inc. Uh, I don't write funny jokes at uh, with a, hey my Ben. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to see how your jokes compare with the funniest joke in the world. And well, obviously they're not as funny as this. This is the funniest joke in the world. I feel like the funniest joke in the world has to be like a Bob Schimmel joke. Who wrote that, Paul Reiser? <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know. I just thought, I thought I would bring it up to you because I know you're a joke writer yourself, and I wanted to see. I wanted you to not feel bad. When you, like if you read yours, and you, like if you read it, like a couple like days listen. Later, if people are at that level, I'm just throwing in the towel right now. Yeah. If you're like, I I, I can't write the hunter joke, but I'm trying over here. You know what I mean? Wrecked him, damn near killed him. Nah, it's no hunter <laughs> joke. But it's it's not bad. I still like the take my wife, please. Take my wife, please. I just flew. I just flew in from Cherville, Indiana, and boy, are my arms tired. That's a funny joke. That's <laughs> not bad. It still works. I just wrote it. There's a story that I came upon this week, and uh, it's entitled. Well, I'll look at the ABC News uh, link to it. The ABC News link to this specific story is: Cheryl Sandberg launches Ban Bossy campaign. And basically, what this is, it's this woman, Cheryl Sandberg, who. Uh, is the chief operating officer of Facebook and the author, the and the author of the best-selling book Lean In launched a campaign to ban bossy. Do you know what I mean by ban bossy? Please explain. Ban bossy means that uh, she believes that the term bossy is not only offensive, but it's uh, a uh, pejorative term that basically when girls are young and you call them bossy, which would basically be the same thing as bitchy, um, that you're already starting them down the path of of feeling that when they try to be um, assertive. Dude, I refer, to my daughter to as, I refer to my daughter as the little B already. The boss? No, the little B. Like the little bitch is what it stands for. That's what I yeah. So you're you're against this campaign? Well, listen. So she put this. No, cam- I think it's good to get me calling bossy. They are. Uh, she put this. She started the campaign, and I think like within 24 hours. This is the crazy part. This is what really bothers me. How many people did she get involved in 24 uh, this, hours? This is what's going to make you crazy. If I can find. Imagine that. if she would have put that hunter joke at the very beginning <laughs> of her column. You have any idea uh, the internet tidal wave that would have made? It would have been a, a tsunami of hilarity and information at the same time. Anyway, it was something like w- within 24 hours of putting this thing up, she had like 10,000 people that signed a petition to ban Bossy. You can't, we can't and even I, get people to fucking favorite, you know? <laughs> like retweet a Hey My Man hashtag. Not only that, how about this? We how got, about customer we, we got disservice? planes that are disappearing in fucking Malaysia, Malaysia. Or Malaysian planes that are disappearing wherever. Sure. Uh, you know, our, our goddamn country's falling apart, and this, this chick is worried about banning bossy. All I know is we start a Hey My Man apology counter. We can't get fucking that kind of... <laughs> but you're worried about bossy? This is bullcrap, Twitter. She offers no apology. I'm just saying it's crazy that you tell me that I spend time doing shit that's frivolous, and oh. you can't believe I have the time. I do, I do, but this is way more. Could you imagine if you ever told me would this not well, be how do you game ban over a word, if a anyways. buddy of yours came to you and was like, "Hey Ben, 
I feel like this is something you need to be get behind. You, I would know, say you, I have, you have a daughter, you're married, you have a mom. Let's let's get together and band bossy. I go, it's not that I don't care. I just don't have time to listen to this band bossy thing right now. I'm a little busy. <laughs> I feel like why? Band bossy? But how do you how do you ban? Like you just sign a petition. It's basically you remember when uh who was it? Was it Chappelle that went around saying like, "Listen, I'm not going to say the N word anymore." Eddie Murphy, like all these like black to, comedians to gain, were saying uh, like, "Listen, momentum. it's disrespectful. I'm not going to use the word." Blah blah blah. I mean that that kind of shit. That that to me is a hell of a lot more legitimate, I guess, if you than than banning bossy. Yeah. So what about like sassy? I don't say either. I what about like oh this girl's got attitude? Is that bad too? I mean it's like bossy. I mean, I've always been partial to this bitch as a fucking cunt, so... <laughs> I think it's got a nice ring to it. I don't know, band, bossy, band, this... Yeah. Well, so her whole... um, The the cornerstone of, of it's her It's basically... Whole thing, it's, go ahead. You, the you whole... Can, I mean, let's is... see if you understand. Is the whole cornerstone, like, hey, if we call them bossy early in life, um, we'll do something to change their development or no, how they see themselves? It, it We've basically um set up this mindset of like when well, that's why women are inferior in the workplace they get paid less uh they they less of them uh ascend to higher level positions no, it's because, because of arm wrestling not because of what you call them bossy <laughs> because they're people perceive them as just being bitchy and Whoa. not an assertive and good at their job oh she's just bossy and it's basically like you know pushing oh, them back into the stone like a guy's age. confident but a girl's bossy right oh shut the Shut up, lady. That's stupid. You bossy bitch. <laughs> I can't be approached on a day when I've given up on society for some woman that wants me to not say bossy. It's the wrong day. So, hey, we've asked this before, but I'm going to ask you guys again. Go to the iTunes page um, and leave a comment. And for the people that, you know, hey, I leave a comment at Stitcher, I leave, I don't, I don't follow Stitcher. I mean, I'm trying to, iTunes seems to be like the hotspot for, you know, people following that that I know of. I just ask, you know, take a second. Um, Even if you went to our Facebook page and under, you know, when I post it for the week, post your comments, what you like, what you didn't like, but really the iTunes page is what's going to, what's going to make the podcast grow is because. Once again, the more likes and ratings we get, it tells iTunes about it, and then iTunes turns around and says, well, this is a show worth promoting, and they put us uh, higher in the ranking, and then people that look at the rankings to find out which shows are hot, which ones maybe, if when they're looking for a new podcast, hey, this this thing got a lot of good buzz, and uh, it'll show our podcast up there in the ratings. So right now our goal is to break into the top 100. So by the end of the year, uh, and that's an episode per episode. I mean, you could be number 51 week and drop all the way down to 500 the next. So if we break into it at all, ever, um, I will be beside myself and beside Ben. Yeah, no, I'd be super excited about that. You know, also, if you guys liked, if you guys like a bit that we do, if something makes you laugh or makes you think, or, you know, like you listen to something and you want to add to it, um, contact us on Twitter at HeyMyBen or uh, Stuber Dave Inc. Let us know that you that you thought that was funny and that worked because we, we kind of like to try out a lot of different. Um, you know, we both like to talk a lot. We like to be creative, so we like to try out different bits. And and without without um the response, it's, it's difficult to gauge which ones worked because sometimes stuff that makes us uh, crack up, people don't get. It's or, like an inside joke. Yeah, or sometimes we'll uh, people will laugh a lot at something that is just sort of like a throwaway line. Uh, you know, so it's, it's sometimes it's hard to gauge. So let us know if you did like something, and we'll give you more of that. At Stuber Dave Inc. At Hey My Ben. At Hey My Man Twenty Twelve. Um, and also, if you uh, after you listen to the show, if you go to uh, www.kfug.org on a, on Friday nights between uh, eight and ten p.m., you could hear Jason Fallman's Fallout Shelter, which is a radio show that I uh, often publicize because I like it. Um. And like I said, you're driving around in your car. Not only does he play cool music and he's funny himself, but uh, he gives a review, a lengthy review of our show and what he likes about it. And uh, like I said, we built him some soundboards. He's using the soundboards we use. Uh, I built him one of uh, an actual Jason Fallman soundboard for his show. Uh, so like I said, man, I, I definitely take care of the people who take care of us. And he's definitely gone out of his way to uh, spread the uh the good word of the Haberman podcast. Yeah, give him a follow on Twitter too, because I always thought 
for every um Jesus my man. for every what's that? What was that? Oh, some bad that was some backup. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but give Jason Fallman a a follow on Twitter because I, I you probably follow a lot of people that aren't good human beings on Twitter. Like for every Kim Kardashian you follow, you should follow a Jason Fallman. Yes, uh, just just to make things right with the Twitter karmic world. Uh, is there any, you got anything else? No, man. Next week I'm going to tell you about Diamond Dallas Page Yoga, uh, bank tellers with stripper sparkles, and new innovations. All right. <laughs> game yo (laughs) all in the game